Welcome to the Jubilee Plus podcast. It's great to be back with you. I'm Abby Thomas. I hope you're loving the extra content from the Churches That Change Communities Conference today. It's been an absolute treat for me to meet some amazing people already, speakers and delegates. And Kat Osborne is no exception. Welcome to the Jubilee Plus podcast, Kat. Thank you so much. Great to be with you. You're the CEO of Safe Families and Hospitality is core to who you are, I think, Kat. And we also share a love of triathlons, I discovered. Oh, yes. What yes, sort of triathlons do you do? Uh, I've done from sprint to half Ironman. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I definitely am not going full Ironman ever. People have asked me that, not a chance. How long is a um, half Ironman? It is a 1900 metre swim, 90k bike, half marathon. Wowzers. Yeah. So So my maximum is I've, I've done 1500 kilometres. Uh, no. 1500 meter swim I think yeah so that's the Olympic distance yeah one. and yeah. I've never done that as a triathlon yet I've only okay. done sprint triathlons anyway boring conversation <laughs> for everybody else except for me and you because yeah. I'm a key, um, I'm loving triathlons at the moment anyway tell me a bit about you tell me about safe families tell me why you're passionate about safe families absolutely so safe families believes that no one should be alone um, and so we put support hope and belonging through church-based volunteers around families who are isolated and just feeling overwhelmed by their circumstances um i think it's particularly something that is passionate to me when i first came across the charity right as it was beginning i grew up um as an only child but my parents fostered and i think as you mentioned my passion for hospitality i think that hugely shaped my view of home and how we use our home um and and for me safe families offers everybody that opportunity to say yes to those little moments of hospitality, whether that's having a child come to stay for a couple of nights while a mum is in hospital or building connection with a mum who's just lonely and isolated and feels like she can't cope, but a little bit of friendship makes all the difference in that. So yeah, I can see a real kind of thread for how my upbringing and that experience of hospitality shaped me so that when I heard about Safe Families I was just like yes this is everything that I am passionate about and everything that I want the church to be engaged with. Brilliant you threw yourself in. Yeah yeah. (laughs) So what does that look like day to day for you? Uh, For me as chief exec? Mm. Oh gosh like everything from um, leading a growing organisation so from just at the start of the pandemic we were working with about 500 families at any one time we're now working with about 900 at any one mm. time so through what has been a, a hard two and a half years plus um we've almost doubled in size so it, it's how do you do that well how do you sustain culture through that how do we dig into our values through that um but then also all the you know the day-to-day stuff of fundraising and i'm passionate about partnership and connecting with other charities so building relationships with the likes of Nat and Jubilee Plus, mm. Paula at CAP, Tan at Home for Good, Tim at TLG, and, and seeing how we, um, as charities who are passionate about the church, I'm passionate about seeing society transformed, how, how we do that together as well. Brilliant. I've got, uh, I'm really loving the title of your seminar. It's uh, Journeying from Social Action to Belonging. Mm-hmm. What's the problem with projects sometimes? I think they, so if if we're going to talk a little bit in the seminar actually about Maslow's hierarchy, so projects I think meet the bottom two bits of Maslow's hierarchy, so they provide what's safety. Maslow's, <coughs> what's, what's Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy? Mas, Maslow's hierarchy <laughs> describes human need, so yeah. at the bottom you've got 
you know, security, safety for a home, food, not being in debt, all those things mm. that enable us to live life day to day. Um, what's fascinating about man and at the top of the hierarchy is like full potential, everything we're created to be. It's not a Christian tool, and yet it uses language at the top of it of like living in our potential. And the middle band, there's five layers to it. The middle is love and belonging. So for me, our social action projects meet a fundamental need at the bottom of the hierarchy. But if we're going to see people living in fullness of life, as we know they're created to, then love and belonging becomes the tipping point between surviving and thriving. Brilliant. Now, that is not to uh, negate going to the seminar, which <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure is going to be fantastic. I can't Absolutely. wait. Absolutely. You can listen to the seminars in about a month's time uh, if you've not been at the conference. Um, so yeah I'm really excited if I don't get a chance to hear you today I'm going to make sure I get along to listen to that so a question to you from Natalie Williams yeah um, you may have seen this already on Twitter oh yes no, <laughs> she's prepped you <laughs> so you must hear so many distressing stories she says what do you do to refresh switch off so I we, I mean we touched on triathlon um, but for me mountain biking is my passion it is a sport that engages me mentally as well as physically so you can I get to the end of a day's mountain biking and I feel like skiers might relate to this and I've not thought about anything other than staying alive (laughs) and that is just so good for me spiritually I'm out in the countryside as well which is another place of healing but yeah just that physical emotional and mental engagement purely on not dying and falling off my bike yeah (laughs) brilliant okay um and I just want us to flip back a little bit to hospitality because mm. that's something that I'm particularly passionate about. Um, where have you seen Christ at work? You mentioned your your upbringing, but mm. perhaps in your adult life through hospitality, have you? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think it's those opportunities where community gathers. I think we can think, you think hospitality and you think nice dinner party, but I remember a hosting that we did with Safe Families where a mum needed to go into hospital and we had three children that all needed hosting. They were actually hosted by people who live in the community that I'm part of on a estate in Nottingham. Um, one family hosted two of them and they actually already had some foster children in their home. So it was a fun, chaotic family. And then another um, of our volunteers, a single guy, hosted Um, the older brother up the road but actually every meal time they came together and different people in our community would be cooking meals for them and meal time just became a place that people were attracted to so rather than the sense of how how do we get people in our churches involved in this stuff I think as we come together in community across the spectrum of need and class and poverty it creates something beautiful that people just want to be a part of and then they they get stuck in because they build relationships and connections and and it's those little mini expressions of the kingdom of God. So yeah, I think to that answer your question. Is that where why we see Jesus eating in the gospels? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it is. And we connect around the table and then people are drawn to that and, mm. and encounter something beautiful. That means they then also get involved. It stops feeling like it's something hard to do mm. and starts feeling like something we want to do. Okay, your final question. You've got a choice. Okay. Do you want a serious question? No. A personal question or a ridiculous question? I'm going to go ridiculous. Great. I'm I'm glad I prepared a lot of ridiculous questions. (laughs) Because everyone Everyone wants a ridiculous question. Okay, would you prefer to share your bedroom with a pigeon or a goat? I'm going to go goat. 
I, I, oh, that's an unusual choice. I asked all my friends' kids this. And they, and they all, all said, well, they said was, bird rather than pigeon. Uh, right. See, I think birds often will come awake at night and be flapping around the room when I'm trying to sleep. I think goats sleep at night. So it might be annoying during the day, but sleep is really important yeah. to me. And I lived and worked in Darfur for a bit and we had goats in the compounds and they were kind of cute. Oh, she was speaking from experience. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> that, that's a whole nother podcast series. <laughs> Why were you in Darfur? My background's humanitarian aid, so I worked in the field for about five years, which I also talk about a little bit in my seminar. Oh, fantastic. What a taste. Yep. Uh, Kat Osborne, thank you so much. You are so welcome. Thank you.